So we have the creative team, we have the title, the topic of the show, League of Legends, the cast, the story, our predictions, our reviews. We have a lot to get through, right? So let's start with the creative team. Players, the 2022 mockumentary series created by Dan Peralt and Tony Yacenda, the same duo behind American Vandal. What did you think of American Vandal? I liked American Vandal. Why do you think it was so popular? I think because a lot of people were interested by the name. I think because it was on Netflix. Well, yeah, but I think after that, and talking about like the poster and everything, I think a lot of people expected it to be some type of actual crime documentary. And then when they clicked on it, they were surprised to see that it was a comedy. Yeah, it was in the fashion of making a murder, and it was presented as this high school that, what, graffitied a bunch yeah. of things, and they had to find out who was the graffiti artist. I, I remember I stayed up till midnight to watch the premiere episode of it, because I was so excited for that yeah, series. Yeah, you had notes and red string everywhere, no, and you I were trying to I figure out, that. you were like, no. Jimmy Tatro is definitely, <laughs> I want to say the murderer, but <laughs> yeah. But that had two seasons, and then it got sort of canceled. However, a lot of people think that Netflix let it go because it was a co-production, and Netflix wanted to focus its material on original programming. But I think the two that you mentioned also had a YouTube channel at one point. Not only that, Dan Peralt and Tony Ascendo you're talking yeah. about? Um, Dan Peralt was an actor in this show, mm -hmm. right? He played in Players. He plays Paul. Paul. Probably my favorite commentator on the, on the panel yeah. next to Chris. And then Tony Ascenda, back in 2015, he was working with College Humor. He actually made a 30 for 30 parody, okay? You know, that sports <laughs> yeah, documentary yeah, right, series. Right. Yeah. And that was over the 1994 Angels in the Outfield movie, <laughs> where they interspliced clips of the movie, and they brought in some of the actors from the film, and then they acted as if, like, it was a real event yeah, like that happened. Thing. Like, like the funny. team was the worst team ever, and then one <laughs> season, they just, like, put it all together, and it, there were angels. That's funny, yeah. And they were debating whether it was steroids or angels. So he likes to make a lot of mockumentaries and make fun of sports I'm just a lot. saying he has a past to it that mm -hmm. I don't think people were aware of. But yeah, so this player show, it follows Fugitive, a fictional League of Legends team, looking to win its first championship in six years from 2015 to 2021 it doesn't stretch into 2022 in order to make it to the top their prodigy a 17 year old rookie organism uh and their 27 year old veteran cream cheese must put aside their egos and work together and that synopsis which is on the imdb page actually still holds up after five episodes sometimes it only lasts for like the pilot or a couple episodes in until you're like well this doesn't actually track with the rest of the show but no that is basically the nut and bolt of the entire program. And I didn't want to say, like, going into this episode, I was thinking that the show was just kind of like a comedic TV show. But, like, this episode, at least, episode five, seemed like it dived into, like, actually some Like, heavy complex... on the mocking, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this episode dived in onto, like, complex, like, themes. Did it? Yeah, like, well, I was thinking about it because... The, the guru episode. The episode that oh, basically... Oh, well, here's the thing. Don't get me wrong. Obviously, this show is still making fun of itself. It doesn't really give a shit what people think of it. And well, that's I think it's making reason. fun of Ninja and Logan Paul. Yeah. But, right, but it has, it has a very snarky Stimmers. attitude to it. Yeah. yeah, but when you talk about, like, cream cheese at the very end of this episode, kind of having a reflection on his age and realizing that he is really old, I was like, that actually is, like, an actual complex thing for this show to have. And I think we should jump over the first few episodes in plot, but first I do want to talk about the title real quick. So this is called Players, right? Yeah. And we all know... <laughs> I didn't know this, but Players was recently a series on Snapchat. It's been a Dick Wolf show back in the 90s starring Ice-T. <laughs> it's been a Bollywood film, and it was also an always It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia ripoff based in Arizona in 2012. So they've already used that title for so many things. Is it a good title to use for this? I think it probably, out of all the things you said, it probably fits here the best. Does it? 
Because I, I would a Bollywood argue, film. Well, no, <laughs> I would argue that we could have come up with some better titles that might because Paramount Plus. There's not a lot of membership to simply that streaming service yeah. right now. And so, like, there's only 236 reviews on IMDb for this, which is very low compared to most other new shows that come out. In fact, that's about the same amount of IMDb reviews that you see for the 1996 player, 1997 <laughs> players. So this probably isn't reaching the same audience that it could be, but maybe it just needs a flashier title, I'm thinking. Like so, what? Like, you have like, any? Yeah, yeah, I have some here. Arcane 2. No, Arcane no, came out no. and bl- it has thousands of reviews. Yes, it's also considered one of the best it. shows of all time. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to just base it off that one rating on IMDb, then yes. But also, it's produced partly by Riot Games. It's a completely different type of show based around League of Legends. It's animated for one. It tells you the backstory of the game's characters. I don't think we really meet <laughs> any of the characters in this these five episodes, except maybe Heimerdinger. <laughs> yeah. But and that, that one's an easy one to remember because he's in the show as well. Mm-hmm. But to cash in, I think that they could connect the two and people would just watch They'd one. They'd have to then- spend some serious money for Netflix to be able to give them the, the copyright material to even say Arcane 2. So just too. say Arcane 2. Okay, yeah. how about this one? Players featuring Ninja and Mr. Beast. Because people would then <laughs> hate watch it. People would. People would watch it. Hate watch it. I would definitely watch it, yeah. Yeah, and it would just pull in the views. Or we could do like a straight up The Last Dance because that's what on TikTok. Well, oh God. Because, oh. you know, they dance a lot on TikTok. <laughs> so it would be The Last Dance on TikTok. It would be perfect. I think any of those names would have caused more of a ruckus in the industry. Look, I think that you should actually, if you're going to watch this show, you should watch Arcane and The Last Dance just to be like able to get all the references that they're kind of throwing in there. I'm sorry, but like, yeah, The Last Dance, absolutely. But watching Arcane is not going to prepare you for, if you've never seen esports before, like me, when I first did the research for Arcane, I was overwhelmed almost immediately yeah. by the amount of just information Huge that is out there over the last 10 years. This explosion, this industry, it's its its own thing. Like, I was just saying that I found the Heimerdinger joke, especially because I had seen the show, just like hilarious when it ended up, we ended up picking him as the character. Yeah. So it was like that type of thing. I was saying that like, if you watch the Arcane you show, get you one joke. Have, <laughs> I get what you're saying. And they're definitely trying to appeal to a bigger, an even bigger audience than they already have. Like this show, the player show, had a strong collaboration with the league. They even let them into the writer's room to make sure that they were portraying. Oh, like this. as consultants? And yeah, stuff even like though that? it's a fictional team and like a fictional sort of story, that doesn't mean it's not semi realistic in a lot of events that it's portraying and that they had pl- players and broadcasters. Like, even, do you want to guess? Which of these cast members that you've seen is actually a League of Legends sports esports player? Oh wow, they cast. Okay, yeah. Uh, good. Do you have like a, options? No, I'm just saying. Like, out of everyone that you've seen, do you want to get? I organism. Wait, I guess organism. Nope, organism is an actor, okay. and it's actually I think a comedian. But he does say that he's like his character in real life, so maybe he does game. Um, but it's actually Noah Dong Hyung. He plays Foresight. Bap. Bap. Okay. He was the guy in the water. In that one episode. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah, and so when people saw the trailer, they freaked out, at least in the <laughs> League of Legends community. They were like, oh, my God, they actually got someone in there as a side character. And he's still playing. He's, like, 27 years old, and he's on So he literally is teams. like Cream Cheese. He goes by the real name Arrow. Um, I don't think he is supposed to be as good as Cream Cheese is in the show. Cream Cheese is supposed to be the Michael Jordan. Or but he's the, the same age. The OG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's interesting because esports players usually do go professional really early, like 16 to 18 
18 years old and then they retire like in their early 20s. Um, <laughs> even in this fifth episode here, we do see a lot of uh, cream cheeses like old crowd. Mm-hmm. Like they have either retired or are in the midst of retirement. Right. Like Frugger is even uh, kicked off the team. But Frugger wasn't part of the original crew. I'm talking about um, Foresight, who talked about actually retiring in this episode. Braxton, who definitely has retired. Yeah. He's now the coach. And then uh, even uh, Cream Cheese is talking about how he only has a couple years left and then goes and on to Guru say. Guru retired after one game. <laughs> yeah, should we get into the pod at this point? Yeah. Okay, so we're at the mid-season after two weeks of the show being out, which is really interesting. They released four episodes the first uh, first day and then they released an episode. Such a strange amount of episodes to release. Yeah. Like, I'm so used to three. I didn't think that there was going to be four. So we're talking about the first five. In the first episode, it's called Cream Cheese. That's the name of the main character. And they lay the foundation for the show. They introduce you to the cast, the team, the league, the format. We get a lot of backstory about like where he came from, his parents, uh, how he was kicked out of the house, how he used to call himself Nut Milk um, <laughs> as a player, and then how this like grassroots team came out of nowhere and he was called. They were called Fugitive, right? Right. And then the second episode, six years later, we're looking at in 2021 how Cream Cheese hasn't lived up to his full potential. However, he's still leading Fugitive, and they're bringing in this new guy. And because the thing is all corporatized at this point like he doesn't really have a say that organism joins the team almost immediately even though he's uh, like 17 years old tensions start to rise between the two of them yeah i mean tensions were shown in the first episode too but yeah there's this like butting of heads where organism just doesn't communicate and cream cheese talks his ear off Mm -hmm. all the time it makes his opinion known wears his heart on his sleeve kind of like a michael scott character where he'll just stick his foot in his mouth all the time saying stupid stuff organism though does have a cocky attitude he believes in himself and he does leave a voicemail at the end of the first episode telling cream cheese that he's going to be better than him and after right the fact, yeah. but it was it was more like a compliment like i want you to train me because i'm going to be the best player yeah but that's still like a dig. And then in the third episode, we have Braxton's backstory. He, Braxton, I recognized Eli Henry. I didn't actually recognize him until I looked at his IMDb page, but um, he was in the connecting show that we did. And that show, I did not give a favorable review <laughs> to, but he plays a much better character here. He's kind of the heart of the team. He keeps everybody together. Mm-hmm. And when Cream Cheese threatens to quit because he wants Frugger to be on his team as opposed to uh, Organism, um, Braxton just kind of like, deals with that whole scenario and then cream cheese goes off on his own and he goes and buys like a porsche (laughs) or something and then by the end of the episode he does do a michael scott and he comes back and he's like that was actually the strong move to come back and i'm (laughs) not embarrassed by it yeah Yeah. a a lesser man would not have come back or something (laughs) like that and then we also see that uh organism is able to hold his own even though they lose the game while cream cheese isn't there the fourth episode we get more of a backstory on how the original grassroots 2015 fugitive group became this franchise yeah and how some of the team members didn't want to sell off to the like the george steinbrenner of the group this nathan bresnick guy who was owned by liberty and uh but then it ended up happening over with the, a with game the of built-in mondo, timelines mondo dodgeball what? yeah with the built-in timelines that you get from the last dance where they keep on going <laughs> back in years and forwards but it, it was definitely the first division in the group where it was like okay some of the members are so against this and some of the members are so for it because they're losing their uh, percentage of the actual organization like they're giving up 99 percent of their rights for like a, f- a million dollars split several ways yeah. right and so guru is by far the one who's least for that idea but so braxton and april weren't for it either yeah uh guru 
I was agreeing with him at that point. We had seen him in other episodes in the 2021 world. He is a streamer now, so we knew that there was some breakup there. We also knew that Foresight... 20 million subscribers. Did you see that this episode? <laughs> is, that a, is that a lot? 20.2 million. <laughs> but after this episode, Ownership, I thought that Foresight was being set up as the villain of the series. Because when Cream Cheese wanted to leave Fugitive, he wanted to go join his ex-teammate Foresight. Yeah. And Foresight came out and he was like, pass. And it was like a really mean thing to do. And everybody made He's a so- hullabaloo about it. And so I thought he was going to be the bad guy. But then this episode came around and I was like, it completely changed my mind. I was like, oh, wow, this guy is actually, because he was so. Oh, because of the ending scene where he's speaking. He's full. the one who caused in this episode, cream cheese to really have his best moment as a character, I think. But yeah, this episode, Guru, how does it begin? Yeah, so uh, Organism and Cream Cheese, like, their final game, their record was so bad. I don't think it was, like, as bad as... This was definitely, like, Cream Cheese's worst year. And then, so far. In the, yeah, and then in the end, they ended up losing, and they were not able to make not it. Not losing in- the season. They're, they're only about spring break through, and apparently this is, like, the all-star game where a lot of the teams uh, go and they celebrate themselves that way. Right. All-star break being, like, in baseball, but that's the only comparison I can use. And then instead, though, Cream Cheese and Organism are stuck in this mansion alone together because everybody else is visiting their family or whatever. Yeah. So they should be a team bonding experience experience where finally they can get on the same page it right? seemed like that's where it was going to be heading at the end of at episode the end of four ownership. even braxton yeah. was on board with that he left a little scoreboard up there so yeah. that they could almost keep track at like who was playing more and they did end up playing a lot of league of legends so right. at least they got their practice but or- organism was doing cameos <laughs> on that hilarious especially when cream cheese interrupted and then was like oh people probably are going to recognize who i am so can you delete that one well, that was after he had said something stupid yeah. along the lines. Of, yeah, he just always sticks his foot in his mouth. But basically, organism, everything he does annoys cream cheese, whether or not it should actually annoy him or not, like how loud he clicks the keyboard. Right. Basically, anything that gets in his line of vision annoys him. And so, like, him and organism have just not found that cohesiveness yet and so then when organism starts getting these photo shoots and these like yeah but but yeah we have to go to the interview first because after the intro plays that's when they go to this mid-season showdown interview that's what it's called an organism and cream cheese kind of uh you can see that cream cheese is very mean towards organism in the interview and then he finally says thank you organism for the vacation because of the fact that it was a reference to them losing again and that ends up taking like the social social media by storm I took it as cream cheese is throwing himself another pity party. He's a little jealous of all the attention that organism is getting right now is the newest thing on the block. And uh, they're both feeling disrespected towards one another. Yeah. And so like cream cheese does this public kind of, but it's not even as insulting as the voicemail in the first episode. I didn't think, but because it is public, I think that that's why they said then organism took a beef with it. And then organism went on to guru's podcast and then we get Guru's that was full strange. backstory. That was strange, though, because of the fact that, like, uh, we saw in, I think, episode three that Organism was able to beat Guru in, like, all of his streams. Yeah, but then- it's interesting because Guru's backstory here is that he, in 2015, after they had sold the rights to Fugitive and he was still bitter about that, he stays on the team, trains with them until they start the year. And then he wins one game with <laughs> yeah. them. Immediately takes off his shirt to reveal his never lost shirt and brand and says, I'm going solo. (laughs) I'm going on Twitch and I'm becoming a streamer. And it worked. 
And all his team felt like he had completely abandoned them, that he was a trash, douchey person, which he was. It was was. a dick move, yeah. Not only was it a dick move, he is just a dick. Yeah. But I don't understand why Guru hates cream cheese as much as cream cheese hates Guru. Because I feel like that whole team has a reason to always dislike Guru. And Guru did get the better end of the shtick. As they said, to be an entertainer in the industry, he gets more money. He, He really was the pioneer of this entire like streaming platform for gamers or esports. <laughs> so I don't understand where his resentment comes from cream cheese. I'm sure cream cheese has said a bunch of bad stuff about I him think, over the years. I think it was just supposed to be mainly the deal that was made. The, the, the fugitive thing? Yeah. I think yeah, that that's supposed to be it. But it wasn't just cream cheese or cream cheese who made that decision. So it's interesting how guru tries to pull organism into his crowd and then he does the exact same thing that cream cheese did the first time where it was this inauthentic like fandom where he takes off his shirt and he shows that he's actually wearing uh organisms tagline right yeah yeah which i thought the parallelism was really funny there but then they do the podcast and organism says the thing about cream cheese where he he just, I, I still think you're a good player. Yeah, which was a dig towards... So it's just all this yeah. dumb drama <laughs> back and forth. complex stuff. Until the climax at the party at the end of the episode, I'm jumping ahead, I know, where Cream Cheese is not invited upstairs where all the cool kids are mm-hmm. because he's like gotten sick up there before. But he's still very popular, I guess, among most of the crowd. Yeah. And uh, then Org is also... His brother is kind of pumping him up to become a streamer and the interesting i didn't thing understand that, why he didn't just become a streamer at first either like the second episode the, yeah organisms episode he talked about how much he wanted to be in fugitive he talked about how when he was on the internet and he was watching he felt like he was he was part of their family and that would be the only team that he'd ever want to play for so i think that that is his hidden motivation organism also points out that cream cheese he needs someone to give him like an ego boost or expects someone to yeah. give an ego boost as his number two on the team. Who Frugger was. Who Frugger yeah. was before he was traded. But that's I think it's really relevant because at the end, it kind of shows also that organism needs an ego boost. Mm-hmm. They both want to just feel yeah. respected <laughs> towards one another. But at the same time, they both are at fault for different things. Well, and that's why Cream Cheese finally confronts him at the party. In no, I think the reason Cream Cheese finally confronts him is because he kind of gets talked sense to by Foresight when they have that really nice conversation in the pool. And Foresight comes out there and, and says, you know, I wasn't trying to insult you when I passed on the idea of us, the Axe Brothers, having a team uh, reunion. It's the fact that you are so loyal to fugitive you are fugitive the idea of taking you away from that i'm already retiring i feel good about the decisions that were made i feel good about your decisions that you made too the idea that we can go on and feel like our careers were successful that should be the legacy that we both leave and so then cream has this like revelation for the first time and for the first time i feel like he has a little empathy for what's going on and understanding and he goes up and he's angry, and instead of shooting his mouth off in the same way we've seen him do the entire times, yeah. series, almost to nauseam, um, we finally get him going off on Guru until Guru walks away, and then going off on Organism, talking about how he is a great player, and just admitting it straight out publicly, yeah. but that he needs him to speak up, because otherwise 
what's it all for? Which final, which was like something that I was waiting for him to say this whole entire series because I was like, it doesn't seem that hard that if you're going to be on a League of Legends team, obviously it's a mockumentary and everything, but that you would actually just talk to, <laughs> talk to your team. Well, if you've raised yourself from like 12 to 17 on a computer by yourself playing I understood why he game, didn't. It might be hard to just jump in and be yeah, a team you're, member. You're on it. You're on a team. I yeah, I know, but I did, I did like that ending scene there. And honestly, overall, I guess like the show in general. Like, so what would you give it? I give this show overall. I think every single episode has about the same amount of quality to it, like an eight out of ten. Because in the end, it's like yeah. First off, I think it's funny, which is really the most important thing for a mockumentary show like this. And it even is somewhat a little bit like American Vandal, where it's like yeah, it does have uh, a, a kind of a deeper meaning to it than you would maybe suspect otherwise and also it's an easy enough story to kind of comprehend and, and it's not like too convoluted or anything like that it reminds me a lot of the show mythic quest as well um that's not a mockumentary but still the same type of humor that it has to it in terms of like the video game aspect world yeah and everything it's interesting how it only spans six years yet it's it feels like there's this momentous shift between how the gaming industry changed over that time that i think they're trying to portray at the same time as being an entertaining funny series which they're able to achieve the jokes are good. I mean, I was laughing when he said the thing about the ASMR serial for serial killers <laughs> because of how loud he was clicking his keys. Um, I also laughed at the taco cantina joke at the um, forced philanthropy that they showed Guru doing. And when he's like, that guy doesn't even read uh, the psychopath voicemail. The, the master class also is when they're the doing master that, class. Yeah. <laughs> All the dumb branding that we see everywhere in the scrim room, the, the MeUndies, Red Bull, Axe, MasterCard, Razor, Buffaloed Wild Wings. They were able to get a lot of a lot of uh, sponsorship. Yeah, but I also like the heart that the show has at certain points. Uh, at the end there with uh, uh, Cream Cheese Braxton for a lot yeah. of it. Um, it does feel like a series that I would really enjoy binging, like having the last five episodes and just getting through them. However, I won't match your eight. I'll say that I would give it a seven. I'll continue watching the series, but like American Vandal, I'm not 100% into it. Like there is still this part of me that's like, where's the movement? You yeah. know, I want to see, like, this is stuff I could have predicted a little bit after the first episode, and it's funny to watch happen, but it it doesn't feel perfect. I think based yeah. off of, like, how you feel about different TV shows, especially, like, American Vandal, for example, you're going to, it's going to fluctuate in your enjoyment. Like, if you hate American Vandal, you're probably going to hate this show as well. But, yeah. It, uh, yeah, maybe, but I'm comparing it more to, like, The Last Dance, and you can't do that <laughs> and still give it like a really high review yeah. because the last dance has these amazing epic scenes that they're able to cut to and show you these unique moments in history and this has fictionalized moments and yes they brought in real players to maybe show <laughs> you some cool stuff on the screen but it's not the same um and some of the reviews do match that a lot of them are positive mashable says it has hearts slant says it's silly gave it two and a half out of four decider said stream it pace said it was hilarious indie wire said it's an instant classic imdb though still has a 5.8 but i said that there were not that many reviews for it ron tomatoes 92 percent. it would probably go up in imdb with a couple with like a couple more hundred reviews or something yeah yeah if it had anything close to what arcane had it would definitely be higher uh, the best headline, I think, um, and the one that pops up first always is Varieties. It says, players explores the world of esports with more fascination than mockery. Because it's not mean-spirited. And that's what it could have been. It could have yeah. just been completely making fun of the culture. And it does about that 60%. This is definitely 
poking fun it's more at making rich fun. kids yeah. Yeah, yeah, playing yeah. Hype House. That thing. That It's more making fun of a Hype House kind Lifestyle, of Lifestyle, yeah. yeah uh, more than actual like League of Legends. The worst headline, I thought, though, was The Verge that says, Players tries to skewer esports with an awkward mix of humor and drama. Excuse me, they worked with <laughs> esports. The LCS commissioner, Chris Greeley, said that they were lending their branding, their logos, and as much like goodwill as they could towards this. But Hollywood Reporter also gave it a slightly negative review, saying that the series falls short since it's too drawn out and its critique on esports isn't nearly as astute as its parody of true crime in American Vandal. Did like the acting, gave credit to I the like cast. Too, yeah. They always do never cast someone super famous. Um, did you recognize anyone? I thought that the Chris commentator was the guy from the first season of American Vandal, the teacher that got fired, but I wasn't able Ryan to find... Ryan O'Flanagan. Yeah, yes. I wasn't able Mr. to find... Mr. Kratz from... Oh, so it was him? Yes. Yeah, I wasn't able to find any confirmation on that. So. No, it definitely is him. The only other people who are really, like, have a lot to their IMDb page is Emma from Eminem. M- How did they say it in this episode? MNS? Uh, yeah, MNS. That's her, like, streaming yeah. name? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and she's from Home Before Dark, The Walking Dead, World Beyond. She's been a main character in both of those. Also, Nathan Resnick, who was the owner, who they kind of just got rid of Nathan Resnick, and then it they also like got rid of Frugger. Yeah, it seemed like both the... Well, Frugger kind of had his time, but, but like, Nathan Resnick... But they also Nathan got rid Resnick. of a, a bucket, too. Or what was it? All the water in the bucket or something? Big old bucket of water. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but Nathan Resnick actually seemed like he was supposed to be somewhat the villain. And then, like you said, kind of by the beginning of the third episode, he's just gone. Someone did compare it to Documentary Now, which I thought was a great comparison. Uh, Especially that bowling episode, the one that was called Any Given Saturday (laughs) Afternoon with Bobby Moynihan. Because they take it really seriously, and that's what makes it extra fun. So if anybody wants to go back and find that episode, if they find (laughs) this show hilarious, they'll find that one hilarious as well. Yeah, but overall, it's, it's a good show. Yeah. I definitely recommend it. And also, I want to say that the reason why we haven't posted in a while is because I got COVID. You did get COVID. Yeah. And then we tried shooting some episodes, and it just didn't work. It just didn't work out, yeah. But I, I'm way better now, and, like, I actually feel good. So it's so everything's, like, kind of worked out in the end. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next episode. Hope you enjoyed this one. Bye. Bye.